Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 404 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always and forever, and today, and especially right now, by my mainest man, coming at us from Easton, PA, white collar, minus the collar, Willie Saylor. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Good. To my we got, left, we got schedules. Oh yeah, do the introductions. Yeah. Well, sometimes you know, sometimes we go. Sometimes I do intros. You never know. I actually have some funny intros, so I want to say them. Okay. To my left, funny stuff. Sheriff of Nottingham, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. He is. I look over. We're about to go live. He's looking up archery World Cup stuff. He says it's World <laughs> Cup for archery. I, you can't make this up. Fourteenth annual. It's a big one. I'm. I'm. For a long time, you know, I, I, I worry we're going to lose Nomad to, you know, some other media entity. He's going to, he's a hot commodity in wrestling. I am not, I'm not prepared for him to get scooped up by big, uh, big archery. <laughs> no, I, I mean, the, the thing one. you have to, the thing you have to really fear is that, uh, is that Nomad starts Flow Bow. <laughs> Flow Bow staff. Mm-hmm. And then across the way, we're all someone's daughter. He's someone's son. Mr. John Farnham himself, a.k.a. Stephen Kyle Brackey, he cannot stop listening to You're the Voice. And the thing about Kyle Brackey is when he gets a song in his head, he will sing it and listen to it. He, he gets a week straight, and he, yeah. he won't be able to break it. So really, more than anything, we should be feeling sorry for Olivia right now because she's just listening to John <laughs> Farnham. That baby is going to come out singing You're the Voice, which there are worse songs to come out singing. Yeah, that's a great one to come out to. It honestly is. I do wear him out, though, when I get into a song. He wears him out. Okay. Lots of different places to start. But one thing I felt like maybe from uh, Monday, Labor Day, we kind of, uh, a lead we may have buried on yesterday's show was that Yanni, <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing, like a weird source or whatever. But Yanni just kind of dropping, and this this is not the first time I'd heard it, but him saying it, kind of giving a little more mainstream thought to, he's wearing the Besic Kadukov shirt. Little backdrop, Besic was for a while there, and it's interesting because he never won the Olympics, but he was a, a, a world champion. But for a while there, he was the pound for pound number one guy, kind of before Jordan. He, he was the dude that was like, this is the best wrestler in the plant on the planet right now misdirection stuff he was he was sick he had a really sick style he 
tragically died in a car crash, which I, we say it was, I mean, I don't, you can't really say it's mysterious. I mean, automobile deaths are a very common thing in the world, in America and, and in Russia. So I, I don't know if to call it mysterious, but it was tragic. Certainly he dies. And then a little bit later uh, in 2016, it comes out that he retroactively had failed a drug test for the 2012 Olympic Games. So then um, Yanni says basically that he was kind of snuffed out because he was going to blow the whistle on the Russian doping thing, which ultimately was unearthed in various ways, but including the Icarus document, documentary and, and whatnot. So I, I don't really know what the what there is to talk about other than, holy cow, he said that. That's not the first time I'd heard it and and – kind of it's a huge story if if true if nothing else it's 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 worth discussing yeah how how good was Kudakov? he like he was my favorite for for a while um had some iconic moments but yeah. yanni um you know i i don't know how plugged in yanni is to that community but he certainly is a little bit right and for and sure so so he heard that rumor and um I, I you know how tight it is i don't know now as soon as as soon as we heard that kudikov died in a car crash we were all dubious yes. of it i mean because like true. a year a year or two before one of the one of their top officials or a former top official like they said he fell off a mountain right who was that no man um, Fidzaev? Somebody. I mean, so there there was, in proximity to Kudikov's death, there was another Russian wrestling... I, I, I think he used to be... I, I, I should look it up. But there was a significant man in their Russian wrestling organization also fell off a cliff. I think it might, actually so, might have been Adam Varayev. Yeah, it was Varayev. Now, what was his And what role? was his... I don't remember what he specifically was in the Russian wrestling... Ah, oh, he was vice president. That's what it was. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So, so I mean, for... Now, this is not deniable that Russia snuffs out people that are a nuisance to them. Like, the, the government at large does that to people. It kills people. It kills journalists. They do do this kind of thing. Now, does it go to wrestling? Is, is the question and would the is it is it the government is it just other people within Russia we don't know who would stand to be the ones to gain from the deaths of of these two right but it, it's one thing if someone dies in America but like when, when it's that part of the country when it's that country and you people wonder why I don't freaking like Russia they do things like this now I'm not saying they did this but they do things like this to people in their country Right, it's not an uncommon thing. That's not another reason I don't want them to win. Um, anywho, uh, I don't know what to say beyond that, other than it was really interesting to hear Yanni can you know kind of candidly bring that up. It's something I've talked about mm -hmm. with Yanni before. Yeah, like because like Willie said, Bessick was one of my favorites. He won. He never got his Olympic gold, mm -hmm. but he won three straight, and was one of the first instances I can remember of Russia saying a guy doesn't have to wrestle in Russian nationals to make the team. 
mm. which is obviously a big deal for them because you're a proven competitor. Yeah. Um, but it was just odd, the circumstances. And like Christian said, it, you know, accidents happen all the time. But a guy who was on the downside of his career who I don't I, – I, and the thing, with, the thing with all the stuff that happened with Russia, I think it was a lot more from the top down. I really don't think necessarily the athletes wanted to do those things, or at least not to the degree oh. that they were forced to. And so I think that was part of Bessick's thing. It was like, we don't want to do this anymore. We want to just train and wrestle. Win. And well, I, I think too. No, but to that point, um, <laughs> I mean, look at look at the quotes that um, Boltakaya made. Uh, you know, they pushed pills in my mouth ten minutes before I'm supposed to go on the mat. Yeah, he didn't and even know what he was taking. Yeah, and then he felt like he was in a trance or whatever. Yeah. Also, in my opinion, the greatest video in flow wrestling is uh, Kudakov's back hook winning 2010 Worlds in it's Moscow. It's the best. Joe Joe nails the call. Uh, Joe Flow. Uh, it was I mean, from it's the like clinch, right? Yeah, it's the only cool ball draw ever. It's <laughs> the most like. So, just to set the tone, I'll, I'll tweet it out later. Or someone someone will. Uh, Bessic's in. He's getting his leg attacked on the ball draw right so basically he's screwed this is for a world title he kicks out crazily then ends up exposing uh exposing his opponent in a really crazy crazy way it's like a and back trip or something yeah he kind of like steps between and it, it's really it, it's a absolutely yeah the sick. whole the whole series kick out gets in on the shot back hooks they fall he comes up and he's like so jacked it was great so yeah r.i.p crowd is crazy Yes, literally in Moscow. So that was so cool. And, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to mention that. Someone asked the FRL question about it, and I thought, yeah, we probably should have mentioned that because in the, all the Yanni Zane stuff, we forgot that Yanni brought that up as well. That's a huge part of why I love freestyle. Really? Yeah. I was like, He was one of the only exciting ball draw guys. I was like, this, is, this looks like how wrestling is supposed to be. Yeah, he was different, man. Yeah, absolutely. He was a, he was a favorite of, of many people. Um, okay. Next up, where do we want to go? Man, we're I'm we had our uh, Q four planning. We talk about quarters here. We are very very sophisticated business here at Flow Sports. Hey, we we, we talk about quarters. If you want to know which month falls in which quarter, I know them. I have it basically memorized at this point. All um, twelve of them. All twelve. You, you you give me a month, I'll tell you which which Q it's in. So you, you that's another you. that's another industry. That's Q four. Another interesting thing. You don't even say quarter four, you say Q four. And uh mm -hmm. in the industry people just know what that means. So yes, we are very fancy, but we had a Q four brainstorm and we were looking at schedules and stuff and Iowa's and I know we discussed Iowa's schedule, but we didn't know like when stuff was falling. We may have to move to the greater Coralville area. We've discussed this Maybe getting an Airbnb just for a couple months. Maybe we'll see if there's a dorm situation. I am not above staying in dormitories. I have in Fargo. I'm sure the accommodations at, at the University of Iowa are just fine. I think we go to Iowa because in one week they wrestle Ohio State and then the next week Penn State. I mean, the, the rent pays for itself right then and there. So I, I 
I am uh, super excited for the Iowa home schedule. I hope to get to a duel or so. I've already told Caleb I'm taking him to the Penn State duel, so I feel a little pot committed there. So I think I'm going to Iowa Penn State. Um, but beyond that, yeah, well, I, I'm just excited to watch these matches. Well, last year, I bless think you. I think maybe for a year or two, bless you, Nomad. I think for a Sorry year or two, uh, Iowa's home schedule wasn't too hot, right? Last year, year was so all, bad. It was, last year was bad. The, this year, all the heat. They have uh, Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State, Minnesota, and they end with Okie State. <clears throat> so an awesome – I mean, if you're – in Iowa, you're probably buying season tickets. Um, no man already got them all. He got them all. All of them. So okay. it, <clears throat> interesting home schedule for them. And to top it off, I mean, they open with Wisconsin at home. So maybe Seth Gross coming back to Carver Hawkeye. Is he going to have DeSanto? Is he going to have Gavin? I mean. I don't know which match excites me more. I know. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, on the one hand, Seth is maybe it's it's in indulging those matches is disrespectful to Seth because of what he's been able to prove, especially Gavin, who's just in his infancy as a D1 wrestler. He hasn't wrestled a D1 match, I don't believe. He never wrestled one nope. for Penn State. So maybe it's a little audacious to even. But, but I can't tell you that I'm not super excited to right. see what it's, would happen. It's a must watch. I mean, Gavin is outstanding. Gavin's an all-world all guy. And the, plus the Iowa dynamic, right? He was – this was two schools ago now, but he was an Iowa Hawkeye. So the fact that he could come back to Carver and wrestle against Iowa, potentially against DeSanto or Gavin, is uh, really, really exciting stuff. How many national champs have transferred? Uh, ever? Yeah, I mean, not ever, but at least, like, recently – Mocker like one national title and then left. One national title and left, or yeah. Oh. yeah, one national title and left. So off the top of my head, Mako grows yeah, Donahoe. Donahoe, yeah. There's not many. There have been no. people who transferred and then went on to win national titles: sure. Soriano and Metcalf and Borschel and others. Yeah, I don't know why I just saw that. And obviously, he didn't win one at Iowa. Just <clears throat> that thought kind of popped in my head. The, the other thing about that Wisconsin duel, it is over a month earlier than every other Big Ten, Big duel. Ten duel as the schedule currently stands. Yeah. Which I just, I don't know, I find that interesting. Wisconsin almost won that duel, at, at, uh, didn't they? That was a really close duel. Am I misremembering? Uh, no, I don't believe they almost won, but it was okay. very contentious. Uh, you had the well, maybe it's because <clears> of <throat> the Hilger stole thing. Yeah, so it was the Hilger stole yeah. thing because I was there. It was the and he did not almost win that duel. Right? Yeah, did they get destroyed. Thirty-five to two. <coughs> to two? Yeah, they lost. The, oh lost team was that? My now, memory is so bad. That, now there were some matches that were was close. That the Eli Stickley was that Eli Stickley night or something? Yes, it was. Yes, and so after Marinelli beat uh, Wick in what was a crazy match. That was an awesome match. He went over and they had the. Eli. The Eli on the mat, and he smacked it. And it was, like, one of the more powerful moments I've ever seen live in wrestling. Man. Well, holy cow, 35-2. to two. That is a... And I'm pretty sure Moran and Murin had a had a really good one. I'm guessing Murin won. 
Well, yeah. The only match they won was uh, Mirren Hilger didn't Hilger. wrestle. Vince Turk wrestled. Vince Turk wrestled. Vince Which Turk one am I won? thinking of? Yeah, he got a major against Moran. No, he wrestled oh. Michael Cullen. <laughs> okay. Pat Lugo won an overtime over Cole Martin. Oh yeah, that yeah, was a horrible was. match. Cash Wilkie beat Mason Reinhardt five four. Hilger stole one zero. Other than that, blowout. If you win 1-0, I know that's not why they got two points. I think if you win 1-0, it's a two-point decision. That's my new that's <laughs> That new was – they took team points Man. away from both of them. That's BS. Yeah. They should not have – Stoll should have been the only one that got a team point taken away. You also shouldn't yeah, take I, away team points. Well, yeah, obviously. We're Do good. away with that stupid rule. That It is a crazy thing. It, yeah. Bre- Breck and I had this discussion. I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second. Oh, boy. Guys – you can't take away team points in sports. It's the dumbest rule that exists in all of wrestling. Well, what are they going to do? You either throw people well, that's out. A, that's an elite competition, too. You either throw people out. Put back out on the 25-yard line? Or not. Like, you, can't, you, you should either eject coaches and athletes or it, you just deal with it. You can't take away team points. If it's important enough to potentially alter the course of the match, which obviously they were down uh, by 30 when this happened. So it clearly didn't. But if you the can duel. alter the course of a duel or you can alter the course of a tournament and you can alter the course of a coach getting – a coach's payday, right? Like, uh, what was it, 2017 where Iowa didn't win because they lost a team point? Or not win, uh, didn't get a team trophy? It was 82-81, I yeah, believe. Yeah, because they didn't oh, call the, the – Brooks Ab- Ab- Abinator. Yeah. yeah. It should have been a pin, and it goes from uh, – supposed to be a pin to Iowa losing a team point because the ref – was really bad. That was man. I twenty sixteen NCAs was so wild. Or twenty sixteen, yeah. Or sixteen. What I say? 17. I don't. I don't know when it was. But the point is, could have been any year. Whatever one 16. New York was, it was sixteen. The point is to have a mechanism in place to remove points is the most god awful thing in wrestling, and I will not wow. stand for it. Even doping. Nope, taking team points. Uh, also, nah, I'm cool doping. <laughs> Facebook alerted us to two more guys that won national titles and then transferred. Jason Sertis, who was, who was just here. Oh, yeah. Good point. Right. And uh, Andrew feels... Howe. Facts. Ooh. Thank you, Facebook. Was that Zuckerberg? Job, Facebook. He is so fired up. He cannot wait for the D1 season. He's got to be a little concerned. He's got to be excited just Giant DeJulius joined the Harvard staff. Zuckerberg's got to be totally pumped about that. He's also teaching math there. <laughs> Johnny? <laughs> Johnny DeJulius, stop jumping off bridges. Nah, Johnny. No. He's, he's not going to stop. He's base jumping or whatever <laughs> it's called. He's not harnessed in. He's just jumping off with a L.L. Bean backpack filled with a parachute <laughs> and hoping it opens. I, it's, I don't – I get doing it yeah. once. Yeah, okay, you experience this thrill. But just to routinely just yeah. inv- invite don't death. Don't do Johnny, you're brave. It's proven. You you've experienced that rush, but at this point you're just you're just playing with probabilities that are not on your side. And there is no you're, you're if if it goes wrong, you are either dead or your life will suck until you are dead. Yeah. But that's Johnny, <laughs> that's, man. Not that's Johnny. It's it's what he does. I know it's what he does. I'm trying to talk him out of it. Um Yeah, I hate it. I hate well, it so I, much. He hung- what didn't he hang from a skyscraper with one hand? He, he needs to stop doing that. It was a like a cell phone tower, 
and he was just hanging with one hand for for the tremendous grip strength. Congrats on the drip grip strength, banana hands. Stop it, man. I'm Don't sick of that. it, Johnny. <sighs> Other should... um interesting tidbits. Penn State's home schedule sort of is, is not great at all. Um, they're at Lehigh. They have Ohio State at home, um, but that's about it. They do uh, have the Olympic at, trials. Yep. Yes, they're gonna train. They're gonna. They're gonna peak for that. Heck, they peaked their home schedule for the Olympic trials. That's right. Well, actually, it's not right because they don't have a good home schedule. UNI does have a good home schedule, though. Nebraska, Missouri, Okie State, Iowa State. Um, Okie State starts the season at Lehigh, ends the season at Iowa. So pretty interesting slate there. But, you know, again, I know it's not breaking news here, guys, but, man, the wrestling season is right around the corner, and these schedules come out late. Does anybody name another sport where the schedule comes out this late? Archery. I learned <clears throat> I learned something <laughs> about Penn State's schedule. What'd you Apparently learn? it has to be approved by the faculty senate. Which Senate's I, involved? I don't have a problem with like okay Congressional oversight. But <laughs> what? why does a faculty senate need to approve your wrestling schedule? What am I missing something so the, there? So the, so the Big Ten comes the Big Ten says, Okay, Penn State, here's your schedule this year. And then the the physics Professor has to be like, yeah, I sign off on it, that, right? Um, I, I need I need a better explanation because that flabbergasted me when I read that. I can see the Who sociology per- department head being like, now didn't we do a? I thought we were gonna do a home and home with Buffalo. Is that not? Is that <laughs> not still <laughs> happening? Did we not honor that contract? Are we not honoring that? I thought we had to go to Buffalo at some point, or they just are they just gonna continue to routinely come <clears> here <throat> for the beatings? Um, okay. I do like that. Penn State, so it was uh, Penn State didn't announce it. Penn announced it that they're doing a home and home over the next two years. And last year, Penn State announced they're doing home and home with Arizona State. So I like that Penn State is pulling us into the football world where we know a little bit in advance uh, that things are going to happen, as opposed to just we get to August and it's like, uh, yeah, I guess teams are wrestling each other. Maybe who knows. Arizona State, Penn State is going to be a fun match. There's a fly. It's it's attacked me earlier too. It's it's over there. Keep your eye on it, buddy. I'm sorry. Sorry yeah. for everyone watching, but that thing. Stay woke. Maybe, maybe it's an alien drone. Maybe. It's, no, I think it was just a, a flying insect. Arizona State, Penn State's actually a really interesting duel. Penn State will probably kick kick their necks in again, but. Um, hey, who's who's could be Penn State's 25? Is this up? Uh, well, or is it, you know, Schnupp and then supposedly Teske. Oh yeah, Teske. I I had him at thirty three for some reason because we. <laughs> Matty Parker about allegedly is there as well. No, no, he's not. No, that's, Matty Parker that's, that's the other day. I well, I know, but I, was that is that official? Is that official? I'm pretty sure I'm totally he's not quit, on the right? roster. He told well, they you he updated, quit. They haven't updated the roster though for 1920. Wasn't mm-hmm. he supposed I, to be there last I, year? He quit. All right, so no Maddie Parker. Dang. All right, so the Parkers are no more in wrestling. D1, at least. No more Parkers. Okay. Uh, you and I closes at Wisconsin. That'll be fun. 
I like that that last too weekend low, is now... Too low-energy coaching staff. So. Yeah, right? I like that that last weekend is now open and teams can kind of... I'm dead serious. Do whatever they Bono want. and Schwab should go takedowns before our intermission. That would be epic. They if had, they did that... They had to have wrestled before, right? I'm sure they did. I think... No. I think Bono's they almost... a little older. Hold on. At the, I am... This could be not right. But I am pretty sure at the real pro wrestling thing, remember that? Mm, mm-hmm. I think they like almost got in a fight. They 100% <laughs> have wrestled at least three times. I think they almost got in a fight. I don't know if it was him. It was either someone with Schwab or someone with Bono. But they like almost got in a fight. We'll have to look this up. If one of you guys are listening. I'm on it. All right. I'd like to see fisticuffs between uh Ro- Roper normally listens. Um, so maybe let me know, Lee, if I'm uh, completely misremembering the 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 near fisticuffs. Okay. All right. <laughs> next next thing. David Bray says. David Bray says I was on the faculty senate at Wyoming, and that is not a group you want involved with athletic schedules. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that just I could not wrap my head around that. I yeah. really need somebody Somebody from Penn State's faculty senate explain to me the reasoning, explain to me who's on listen, this faculty senate. Listen, here's the thing, though. There, there's no – it's not like – it's just a rubber stamp. I was going to say, right. That's, it's not like – well, I, I know, me. but it's it, – right. It's it got to be a rubber stamp, but it's also just an abundant waste of time. Well, I mean, what does somebody just say? Like, they're going to have um, – they're going to have the physics professor go, listen – Two home, two away duels in a row. I need Chenzo here. He's gonna yeah. miss his assignment. Yeah, it's definitely just... wrestled at Real Pro Wrestling in Schwab one, but can't find video. Oh dang it! Just pictures. I've seen it. Darn it! All right, we'll we'll figure this out. We'll this will be a a, a long tease because it'll probably be till Tuesday before we get the update. We'll get you the Schwab Bono who they fought at Real Pro Wrestling, <laughs> um, which was a real thing. Look it up. All right, let's go to 141 tiers for fears. Mm. Because fears. this is a zany weight. It's I'm, so zany. And I'm going to make people angry at me. He's bit. And he's already committed to making oh, people angry. Oh, snap! Look at this tier one. Look at this tier one. The preseason number one young man is going to be Dom Demas. Demonic. It blew Holy my crap. mind in that Q4 planning meeting. Yeah, we another Q4 planning meeting reference. I said that in the meeting, and Bracky... Bracky couldn't believe it, but it's it's happening. Talk about – I think about Dom Demas, uh, you know, as you think about guys. He was one. I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen with him in college. But I, mm-hmm. did, I thought he could be – I thought he could be good. Or I thought it could go bad. The idea that he would be fourth as a freshman and the preseason number one going into his sophomore year did not enter my mind. I was like nope. – I was like this style – just because – Anytime you see a style that you don't see at the D1 level, it's hard for you to envision it working. Yeah. His style is his style is throwing people on their backs. Right. That is just not sustainable, except for him. No one else does this. And then, like, fake duck to inside trip. Yeah, he just does. Nobody doing that. He just does all this craziness, but he's so, so amazing at it, and he's so hard to take down. He's just got some – he is just special, special, special. So he's mm-hmm. the preseason number one, and Oklahoma starting to, you know, they're getting it going. 
I don't know. Is he the favorite? It's Dom Demas. Guys, are we entering a world where Dom Demas is the favorite to win NCAAs? I'm not talking about the rankings. I'm talking about, is he the favorite to win NCAAs? He beat Nick Lee. Kind of not super close, right? That was at at NCAAs, too, which that's another thing that I'm going to get into once we start hitting some of these guys is... Uh, Thirteen to nine regular season wins for NCAA wins, but so Nick Lee, who Yanni gone, Ironman gone, Jim McKenna gone. Yanni and Ironman will obviously come back at some point, but not this year. Not this year. Good. This is a very um, this is a very good opportunity for Nick Lee and, and Dom Demas. Yes, I don't, so, I don't see so uh, another year they win NCAs. The the Nomads tears. In tier one, he has just Demas and Nick Lee. I don't know if I agree two, with that. I don't know if I agree with you either. I, I Tell him your tier two, no man. Tier two, and I don't really have this in an order, uh, but the way in which I wrote them, Caden G. Feller, Mitch McKee, Kyle Shoop, there it is, Chad Red, Tariq the Streak Wilson, and oh. Kanan Store. Tariq the Streak, I like that. Now, here's some issues. I think... Normally, you can read the top two tiers and debate that. I think tier three has a few guys that should absolutely be. This in is tier another. Two. This is another thing that I know is going to piss people okay. off about. Tier three: Grant Leith, Real Woods, Yaya Thomas, Tristan Moran, Max Murin, Sam Turner, Michael Carr. Not Real Woods has to be in tier two, in my opinion. I think he is fantastic. What I saw from him at the scuffle—that's a tier two guy. And I'm saying Grant Leith too. I know Grant it's Leith like. Is an All-American. He hasn't made 141 since 2013, I think. That's part of it for me. That was his. That was his first of five freshman seasons, but it happened. He has made 141, but it was a long time ago. He was rushing the quad at Duke at this point in time. <laughs> so, uh, I'm nothing if not consistent, right? You look at like last year when Caleb Young dropped. I had him probably lower than what everybody else said just because I was concerned about the weight. Maybe I'm stupid, but that's something I've done pretty consistently when I've done these tiers. And then with Real Woods, with freshmen outside of, you know, Spencer and a handful of guys, maybe Yanni, I always just bet lower on freshmen because I haven't seen them through a full season. I think Real Woods is awesome. Uh, I think he is really good on top, which is going to carry him through a lot of matches. I think in the Pac-12, he's going to have a schedule that will lead him to a really high seed at NCAAs, which I think is going to help. Um, but My man was 22-1 and one mm-hmm. with one loss to Nick Lee. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's real. I, I really – I did not mean to be punny there. I'm sorry. Forgive <laughs> me for saying that. I, I that was think not for real. It was really not intentional. Um, I'm just that lame. I, I just – I don't know. There has to be an eyeball component. Can't you just watch a guy and be like, that's going to work? And especially, especially when you look at tier, the tier two you have in here, Shoop, he's great. Tariq Wilson, great. Chad Red, but Chad Red had like 12 losses last year. So that is my next point. I'm just feeding right into his – I'm just like going right down these paths he's, he's set well, for me. Whether, whether you like him or not, there's things I want to talk about. Regular season Mike losses. Mike Carr in Tier 3? Mm-hmm. I, I actually agree with that. You do? Where where Do you want him higher or lower? I don't know. It sort of jumps off the page at me. Like, I feel like he's... Uh, he has a win over a Tier 1 guy. He know. does. 
and I was very Whoa. much last year. I, yeah, twenty. No, no, I know twenty. And and last year when we did this, I was defending Mikey Carr very hard. I defended Mikey Carr's seed very hard for uh, 2019 Big Ten Championships. But at in his two postseasons, I haven't seen it. Also, his regular yeah. seasons aren't great either. Like, where, where's his big well, Last win? year he was number one seed going into Big Ten. I know. We, I think we hated that. Did not Is that not one of the seeds we were like, this is wrong, or we didn't we didn't like that. You talking Big Ten seed or NCAA seed? Big Ten. I don't remember his NCAA seed. I remember us not liking a lot about Big Ten seeds, but particularly that one. But his big win, he beat Moran, beat Murin, McKee. So if they didn't have an M last name, he was in trouble. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I I, I put I put Mikey Carr. He did beat Chad. Red, beat Red, right? I I mean these are all tier two guys. I'm talking about McKee, Red. Um, he beat Kane Store. Okay, Mikey Another Carr tier, tier two, two guy. I think he should be tier two. I was kind of with you, Nomad, but now the results. I think. I think tier two is huge. I think okay. tier two is huge. Actually. Okay. Yeah, okay. Then... That, right. That's what I was just gonna say. To me, these tiers, the way the composition of the weight is such that uh, I think that the the tier one and two. I mean, the only thing I think you can say about tier one is like tier one guys that are you can safely say you feel really good about them AA and tier two contenders to AA. I just feel like that's that's what we're looking at here. Yeah. Um, so with, uh, so with some of these guys like Mitch McKee, super blue chip coming out, love watching him in freestyle, took him three years to get on the level and got pinned and majored by Nick Lee last year. So that's a, that's a guy I have trouble like pushing into, to tier one, but then so he beat uh, he beat Chad Red twice, and Chad Red. This is another thing that I think is valuable. Looking at where they were ranked and looking at where um, they were seated going into NCAA's, and I know we we had the whole thing in the the show where we ripped up ripped apart the seeds. Chad Red was 16 going into NCAA's, yeah, and he was low seed the year before. Now he's All American twice, which reflects our opinion of of what a blue chip is. But does his inconsistency in the regular season hurt his ability to jump into like a tier one conversation? Because he might have to wrestle that guy in the quarterfinals instead of the finals. I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, I I think he's a tier two guy. I mean, I think I think he's right where he belongs. I don't. I think he can go with the with the Demas and a Nick Lee. I think I think there's a lot of these guys in, that are in the second tier that can jump up in. To that first tier potentially i think there's a lot of talent i mean g well let's talk about g a little why bit. is g yes why is g not why is g not because in tier one he went on two last year Man, ncaa's I, i'm with you he nomad was, he was at that... he's coming down in weight he wasn't cutting as much weight last year okay. so is you know is the weight going to be a thing this that year that was at 149 right I... beating nick lee did he beat nick lee once or twice he beat nick lee when they were both Redshirt no sort of Nick Lee was redshirting, then they pulled him off redshirt. G redshirted that whole year. Pinned him in uh Southern Scuffle. Great match. I 
I I'm cool with G at two because one I don't care that it was at 149. I think he's a I didn't I never watched him at 149 and thought he was small, right? Which is just just an opinion. That's just like me watching. Well, right? that doesn't mean he wasn't. The, I, I know he had a bad end to the season, but remember, G was G was on point all last year mm-hmm. until that injury, right? Am I remembering that right? Oh. Wasn't didn't didn't he have a fantastic start and then he got hurt and then everything was completely derailed? Like he he, he was undefeated he until Ash or Kaladzic. Um, he beat Verclearin, Fine Silver, Rolfing, yeah, Tommy Thorne. So yeah, he did have a good. And then he got he lost to Kaladzic, Ashnall. They're awesome. Beat Thompson, crazy match. Did Thompson? Is that the one where Thompson completely blew it? Am I remembering yeah. correct? That was crazy. He got taken down as uh, regulation ended and then lost in overtime. That's right. Lost to Lugo, oh, lost yes, to Mahler. Kind of bad. I don't know. His wins that was are not. The one. His his big win is Fine Silver, right? Who I think we all think is really good. But other than the Fine Silver win, which that was a and, debacle too. He. It was like a, 18-minute match. Yes. So then we're, we're like, if you look at the second part of his season, it's it's a, a win over Toms and then just lots of losses. He beat Deegan. I, I don't know. I, I mean, listen, Team G all the way. Love G. I think, he, I think he can do it. I think he can win a title next year. I just don't know if he's, like, had the consistency to say he's a Tier 1 guy. But I, I would say he's a title contender, so maybe he should be. Another guy who... I know you guys are in favor of big tier two. A guy who I had to like talk myself into tier two. A kid I really like, Kanan Store. Yeah, I almost think he could be tier three. Kanan Store missed a, yeah. a whole postseason with the the transfer. Was round of sixteen last year. Now those losses were to Dom Demas and Chad Red, but. He had beaten Tom Demas at CKLV, and he had beaten uh, he beat Chad Red at CKLV. Now the yeah. Chad Red one was wild. And that was that, a crazy and, match, and you could see where that is not necessarily a replicable win. But I was shocked when I went back and wa- like when I did a bracket analysis and I went back and watched the Demas Store match. I was like, "There's no way uh, Demas is beating Store the way that the way that he beat him, the way that he was getting getting to his shots." Um, and he was seventh going into conference weekend. He's ranked seventh going into conference weekend, ranked sixth going into NCAA's. And again, I know that those losses were against really good guys. He beat, but he beat Demas. I mean, that's that's a. Uh... But so that's my thing about regular season wins versus NCAA wins. Yeah. Can Store make that jump and beat those guys either at all at NCAAs or can you know consistently knock them with the freaking fly. The flies I'm back. Kill it's it. on its classes. If you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold. Don't smack him in the face. I won't. Hold on. He's right under the brim. He's so smart. Uh, it's the smartest fly ever. So right. I I don't right. know. Should Kane Store be should Kane Store be in tier three? And then again, regular season wins. A guy who's in tier three, who was round twelve. Tristan Moran last year beat Josh Albert Nickley, Mitch McKee, Mikey Carr during the year. I feel like Moran's crazy, streaky. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's so zany. His styles, his style is like 
Maybe it gets it gets refined a little bit this year. Also, forty one is never going to be easy for him. Yeah, and so, and, and the other thing, so like last year at one forty nine, right? Why was one forty nine interesting? Because Zane was gone. We didn't know who was going to win, and it was guys who had never done the thing before, right? So Ashnault had never won his placing match, right? Highest he placed was fourth. Micah's highest place was like fourth or fifth. Those two guys met in the finals. Mm-hmm. And those are two guys that we identified at the beginning of the year, but it's still like we've never seen these guys do it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, Fine Silver came in and Mahler came in and the, all these guys came in and started doing really well. But that's the thing with, with 141 this year. Good Nick point. Lee has been fifth and fifth. Dom Demas was fourth, completely outperformed all our expectations. Uh, Tariq Wilson was third in 2018, then round of 12, coming up in weight. G was 0 and 2. Even if he was hurt, coming down in weight. Mm-hmm. Mitch McKee, round of twelve, round of twelve, six. Kyle Shoop was one and four combined in NCAA's before getting seventh last year, mm-hmm. and also just having a really dominant year. Kyle Shoop, very anti Sebi the sloth. Um, That's messed up. Dude. <laughs> Chad Red, we I, I talked about as far as the inconsistencies during the regular season, then getting it done in the postseason. So it's just a whole bunch of guys who Real Woods is a freshman. Grant Leith is coming down, and he placed the, the one time he had a full season, he placed, but he's coming down in weight. He's always hurt. So it's just a whole bunch of guys. I have no idea what to do with. Yaya Thomas right. made the junior team, but he yeah. didn't even wrestle in the postseason last year. It's this just a whole bunch why. of guys I don't know what to do with. And here's the one thing we're not talking about. Iowa needs to get in the mix here. They need yeah. to get they need to get DeSanto in this mix. So that's the I other thing. Gonna... DeSanto would be tier one. I had that in my note. DeSanto okay. would be tier one if he if he was if he moved up. Okay. Interesting. I I believe that. I don't know. How I have no I that. I feel like DeSanto versus Nick Lee is a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are just two. They both are always in on the legs. It, I don't know what would happen there. I, I feel like I, don't know, I feel like I lean Nick Lee, but I, I don't really know. Dom Demas versus that's that's something out of control is happening in that match. Wouldn't be a lot of Matt wrestling. <laughs> Not a lot of Matt wrestling. Probably lots of throw. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like Dom Demas would just like throw him on his back. I feel like they would wrestle the first time and Dom Demas would just like toss him right away. And then like I feel like DeSanto would, would maybe figure it out a little bit or it could be the opposite. I don't know. But DeSanto is such a unique style. Yeah. I have no idea how we need that. We need that matchup to happen. We do. DeSanto? Demas? Oh All my day. Gosh. All day. So oh, this is a wide open way in I I'll say, I'll say it's wide open, even though I do think I do agree that Nick Lee and Dom Demas are probably the class and the most proven guys here. They're they're not so far ahead like uh, uh, 133 was last year or will be this year with Seth Gross or. You know what? Too incredibly at this weight, you have this mass exodus of guys because of Olympics and graduation, and. You have you're left with all these sort of unproven guys. Well, sort of unproven, basically uh, a lot of parody. But you also don't have this great influx of guys coming off red shirts or what have you. There's no new faces. Yep. I mean, it's best. Who's the best new face? Quinn Kinner. I mean, no offense to Quinn Kinner, no, but it's real, not like real. It's real. It's real. Oh yeah, yeah, real. Okay, yeah. It's not, but, but it's not like you have this massive influx of new talent, right? And Kinner, a guy who um, we all really like in folk style, but a, a guy who beat Kanan uh, Store at U23s, Cole Matthews, very tough, right? That's mm-hmm. going to be sneaking around. Now, that 
that match was a mess. If He's you go back and watch the end, um, but yeah, well, well that, I guess that's what I'm an... saying is you you don't have the Brayton, Sammy Sasso, Jacory T. You know, you don't have yeah. the, all these guys. But that's another point I wanted to make. Where so very frequently when a guy places high as a freshman, right? Like pick Demas or something, right? It's like, oh man, he, you know, this guy placed this as a freshman. He, you know, in a year or two, he's gonna be national champ. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is Yanni comes in, mm-hmm. or this guy comes in, or this guy comes in, and mm-hmm. then they're just kind of, right. they're just kind of four through six their whole career. This is the one. This is one of those few years mm-hmm. where exodus and no influx, and mm-hmm. that's another reason why these one forty one tiers are a freaking mess. Get the cleaning crew. <laughs> Bring mess. your brooms, because it's a mess. Because it's a mess. <laughs> okay, one forty, dude. I am here for one forty one, especially if we get Desanto or Gavin in there. It's gonna be, it'll be Desanto, if it's one of those two, I think. But yeah, it's that's wild, wild stuff. Shallus blog time. Hey, Shallus dropped oh, another no. blog. I don't. No, we did it. Did he? He did. Yeah. With also, Kyle. update on Bono Schwab. Yeah. Uh, Jason Bryant said Schwab beat Bono, and Bono said you'll never beat me again. As the two were nose to nose, it was it was tense. I think they almost <laughs> got in a fight. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. I think they I don't think they hate each other anymore. They might. We'll. <laughs> I hope they don't. It. They're both cool as yeah, cool as heck. You're telling me you don't want to see Schwab and Bono go nose to nose on uh, yeah, let's February twentieth. The fact that they're wrestling each other probably means they don't hate each other because normally that's how it goes. Yeah. Okay. See, I would want to wrestle more. Okay. Now, I don't want to unpack. I know, but that's not how they do it. It's, it's just weird. It's like, like we don't like those like guys. If I had a super rivalry with Christian, mm-hmm. and we were both coaches, I'd be like, I'm scheduling you every year. I'm going to beat you 60 nothing every year. I'm going to rub your face in the dirt yeah, every freaking year. They don't want to But that's lose. not how it works. Yeah. All right. I, I, I do want to go chalice time, Racky. Okay, but I, let's just let's just take the big point. The first thing you brought to me, we cause we cannot unpack the whole thing. No, that's Dang not it. possible. Sorry, Willie. No, you. I'll link you, Willie, so you can uh, enjoy it yourself. It's it's pretty, but yeah, just go, Bracky. It's Bracky time. This is our alien hour for the week. If you don't know, Wade Chalice, I mean, old school legend, like pinning extraordinary, legendary pinner splayer. Yeah, but he does these – he's one of those wrestling cynics that everything is wrong with wrestling and I'm going to fix it and this is how you do it and they should put me in charge of everything. And there, all, every every wrestling administrator in the world got it wrong, but I got it right, and this is how you do it. But he is – in audaciously wrong all the time and his takes are crazy so so that there's a setup Kyle yeah you pretty much nailed it because that's what this article is about um he wrote a blog on the final X matches between Dakin Deeringer and Yanni and Zane and uh essentially is really mad that there were no takedowns scored and he blames UWW and the rules yep there you go um he claims that the push-out rule is just sumo wrestling and the shot clock uh, is just another way for them to be able to decide matches um, themselves and then one of one of my favorite points <laughs> is oh dang it I lost it oh so he said 
Now, I wouldn't support such a rule, but if Kyle and Alex have been told before the matches that we change the rules, there's only going to be one bout 10 minutes in length, and the first one to score three takedowns wins. And by the way, if no one gets three takedowns in that allotted time, then the outcome is simple. The United States doesn't send a representative to Kazakhstan there he goes. 79 kilograms. <laughs> there he goes. He also, he does this in a tournament, if you don't score a takedown, and like let's say you win two to one on pushouts or just shot clock points, um, both of you don't move on. Like no one moves on. Hmm. <laughs> so it's it's interesting. It's like his he makes a the point he's making is like not stupid. The fact that there are boring matches in wrestling, and it would be good if there weren't. We're agreed mm-hmm. there. Now where where All it takes board. a hard right turn. Where we're we're driving, we're we're trusting technology, and we are Michael Scott, and we are driving into the pond. <laughs> it can't be what it means. It says turn right at the road, but we're going into the pond. Wait, that's a pond. Don't drive. We're in the pond. So we're in the pond when we say we're not going to send someone at seventy nine. He says he wouldn't support Wait, that rule. Here's even here's even a crazier situation. There was okay. There's no takedown. Dake and Derringer. And we shouldn't send somebody. Wait, did it dawn on you that they are one and two in the world? That crossed well, your mind? He said that's hogwash. That one of those oh. guys could have scored ten points if they wanted to. Okay. I, I actually, and now here again, I'm kind of like oh, part of me's team Wade here because every don't time be, Kyle, don't ever be put. Every time Kyle Dake shoots, he basically scores. I do feel like Kyle. I do not think. Alex Daringer probably could have scored three takedowns on. I just don't think I don't think anyone in the world can get three takedowns I, on him. I said I said I thought both guys could have been more active and offensive, and I think they could have scored and put up points. But Wade Chalice, you can't you can't punish Dake and Derringer by not going to Worlds because you didn't like the match. Here's here's what he said. Uh, for those who disagree with my assessment, assessment, I'm not going to spend time debating the notion that both athletes were so evenly matched that neither could score. Hogwash. Pure, unadulterated hogwash. They could have scored 10 points had the rules forced them. Yeah, I, if, yes, if takedowns are worth seven, sure. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> okay, so I, here's I, – I, I thought about two things. He actually really made me think a lot, guys, because <laughs> – when we first went into this new era of cumulative scoring, two three-minute periods, it was like points were going up like crazy. And for all I know, they still are at the exact same rate. But what I do worry about in wrestling, as we've seen in folk style, is there a way or is it possible that they could get these this rule set that we all, I think, like could be gamed into a way that they become boring? I don't... Or like gamed in such a way that there is less entertainment value. I don't think we've necessarily seen that. I don't think we've seen that. But I am. I do get paranoid. Like, well, wait. Now, could it? Could there be something to this that? But I. Yeah, I don't think we've seen that. I just think Dake Daringer is a bad example. I think. Yeah. Part of it, um, as a whole, uh, like internationally, I think the same day weigh-ins affecting people's activity level. Oh, okay. I think where guys were once more active because they had, what was it, 16 hours to... That's a great point. ...rehydrate, they now don't have that. 
Here's what I don't understand about that. Great point. Why are more people not just like falling off the map? Dying? I guess Musakayev definitely did. That was an all-time meltdown of epic reports. He was literally gassed weeks later when he had to wrestle Yanni again to the point that he didn't wrestle him. If, you know, back when they said they were going to day of two-day weigh-ins, I said, you're going to see people gas like crazy and you're going to see a lot of scratches on day two. And we haven't really seen that. Not at the world level. We have not. I mean, who at Worlds? And, and you know what? At these... The foreigners do not take these other things all that seriously. In Very general. rarely. Yeah, it's just like, man, which, I'm there. Let's go to Poland and I'll do a tournament. But like for worlds, so so I kind of throw out any gassing, even Musakaev's audacious gassing. But when you consider like at the world championships, we haven't seen it, right? So I don't know. There's something to it. Yeah. I, I but, also th- you know, to, I mean, back to Wade. like Back to Wade. I mean, has anybody told them that this is the best, most exciting? Uh, this rule set is more conducive to entertaining matches that's in 20 years, at least? Well, not according to somebody who watched uh, the day during your match in person because he had uh, quotes uh, from people that quotes. were there. He has quotes. Um, he has quotes? Does he yeah, have quotes so from anybody at Zane Yanni? Those <laughs> matches were Yanni's, and people are happy with the rules as the spectator numbers flatline. Spectator numbers, flatline, <laughs> flatlining where? We just had 1,500 people in Round Rock, Texas. But go on. Yeah. Good quote. Um, he also is convinced that UWW actually doesn't want the sport to grow because that means uh, if the sport continues to grow and gets really big, then new leaders will come in and they won't have any say or be in charge anymore. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's, <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, listen. Yeah. It really backfired what, for Dana White when he built up yeah. the UFC. George Steinbrenner, when George Steinbrenner had the Yankees, he basically said, let's not get really good because if we get good, then somebody else is going to come in here. Like, <laughs> who, would, who would take – oh, listen, think about it. You're in charge of the thing, okay? Yeah, he's I'm in, in charge. charge of it. I'm in charge. I made it great. And they would say – and the other people would be like, we need a change because he's made it so great. The, that's why the CEO of that's why the CEO of Google tries to keep Google small. Don't want to have success because then they'll get another CEO. They'll fire me. It says the UWW doesn't want the sport to become any more exciting or popular than it already isn't because status quo keeps those who currently decide deciding it. Why? Right. Also, why are we using? A, why are they changing? Why is UWW changing so much if they have no interest in being better? They're like every <laughs> year they're putting in great improvements. Yeah, I, if they're if that is their goal to keep it small, they're not doing a very good job right. because wrestling has never been more popular from a spectator standpoint. Increased media, always trying to like actually make yeah. positive rule change. Like, <laughs> I yeah, I don't know the the the. I mean, there was a time when is so incrementally good every year yeah there was a time that 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 uww at the time fila was either complacent or the changes that they did make ticked you off so much that you know what we repeatedly discussed them and and i mean we were we were pissed off at them we said some not nice things about them and then they started this turn and we're like, oh, all right, well, it's I guess we got to give them credit. 
We got to give them credit. And then they made another good one. Well, all right. They're doing things maybe all right. Let's see how long this lasts. And then they made another one. I mean, they're another doing a great one. job. Yeah. So um, give them credit. Also, to getting back to the point where he actually made you think about, like, rule set. Yeah. It is similar to doping where the cheaters are always ahead of the chasers. Um, the rule set, the coaches and wrestlers will always be smarter than the people making the rules. Yeah. Because they live in the room, and so they go, they will read the rule book and, or you know, watch film and go, okay, this is how this is being scored. Okay, this is how we are going to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And yep. in general, but part of the reason why I prefer freestyle folk style is because I think most of the time that it favors offensive wrestler over defensive wrestlers. Obviously, there are caveats usually when Kyle Dake is involved. Um, but it is easier, in my opinion, to teach and be good defensively than offensively because so many more things have to go right offensively. And so when you're talking about gaming rules and trying to, to win – like most of the time, if you're trying to win and you think the guy is better than you, you're trying to make a low scoring match, right? Yeah. Trying to win like four three. For sure. So that that's that's the way rules will naturally go. Freaking fly! I'm gonna kill. This fly is so brazen. It's on your hand. You can do it. It's literally it's on, on my hand. hand. Yeah, it's okay. on your. Oh man! Oh, he almost grabbed it. He just missed it. Uh, but anyway. Chill out, Miyagi. <laughs> anyway, any your any rule set in wrestling, as people will try to figure out to beat the guys who. Are up here. The ones down here will generally always go the way of defense in the way of gaming. I, 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 I don't know. L- listen, the bottom line to me is Wade Chalice always has these audacious takes, and um, I'm here for. Him. I'm look. I'm looking around, <laughs> and I'm looking around. I mean, he wants to. He wants to say. He wants to take a look at Dake and Derringer and say UWW. I mean. This is this is Area Fifty One type crap. I can't believe we're talking about. That's it, why it's an alien it, hour. That's why it's an alien it hour, <laughs> right? I mean, so he, I mean, listen, Wade Wade Chalice is like a legend of wrestling, but uh, so I guess that's what makes it interesting. But if Wade Chalice wants to say that the UWW it starts at the top and UWW is having this rule set to <laughs> maintain a you know they don't want wrestling to grow. I'm looking around at like 75, 80% of the matches are highly entertaining. I mean, I, I, I yeah, he needs to watch more. I man, maybe freestyle more, rules. More, we don't need to talk about. Um, so it finished. Here we go. He Bring had like home. three sections of the article and one was Dake versus Daringer. Uh, Daringer misspelled. And then <laughs> Yanni versus Rutherford. Are you? T H E R F O R D. Uh, so he misspelled both names there. Um, and then sometimes he spells Zane's first name right, and sometimes he spells it wrong. But he was pretty short and to the point there. He was still disappointed, no takedown, thought it was more exciting. Uh, he says the current freestyle rules have severely reduced scrambling opportunities. That's a lie. Right. Um, and then the third the, section of the article I, is on hearing loss. Um, so. We'll tackle hearing loss <laughs> later. Come again. We, we, let, like we open up that can. For a moment. Are any of you having trouble with your hearing? And then he talks about how he can't hear anymore. <laughs> we got to stop. I can't, I can't wait, talk wait. about Wade's hearing loss. I suppose that's why we get these in article form and not in podcast form. Why? Good God. Let's move on. We got to go. No, I, no, no way. We just hit the <laughs> right. Jack. We said the jackpot. Right. Wait, wait, he wants to talk to the referees? 
Yes. Okay, here's why. So he I'm thinks wearing the hearing aids now, which might be normal for someone on my age, but my hearing began to go south after my first year of officiating, and that was when I was in my 40s, and I've struggled with tinnitus since that time as well, and the ringing drives me crazy. To my point, with the way Fox 40 whistles and others advertise their products without any consumer warming warnings, I was just wondering if I'm alone here. So the whistles that refs use are too loud? So, oh I my think. God, this is a setup. He's trying to sue the whistle company. <laughs> Dang. He might have a case, Willie. I don't think he does. <laughs> okay. That was, man. You can write Wade Chalice at wchalice at cfl.rr.com. Flood his inbox, listeners. With wow. with, with whistle sounds. Just no. audio. <laughs> that's, that's mean. Don't be mean. Um, okay. Let's, we had we had some good questions. It's funny the Zane spelling coming up again because Mr. One Direction here, Kyle. Um, can you find this tweet? Um, I think I One yeah. Direction's number one fan. This person did a great Photoshop. So apparently, in One Direction, there is a guy named Zane spelled Z A Y N. Okay. I, think he, I think he was the one that left. And you knew that. And yeah, oh, my God. He knows. He knows so oh many God, intimate details about One that, Direction. That. You are their number one fan. So yeah. someone, in true FRL fashion, this is why we love you, you just make hilarious Twitter accounts that I laugh every time you make one of these. They're all they're almost always Nomad related. There's a apology pillow, what? this and that. <laughs> one of them is Nomad's congressional testimony. <laughs> That's a new one too that we got from the, the other yesterday's show. show. That was like at the very end of the show too, so you listened all the way through. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's a that's a deep said, cut. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyways, check check that one out. But let's go to um, let's go to these questions because they're you guys got <laughs> the a lot handle of good ones. for the One Direction number one fan is at one D fan nomad, <laughs> and then it says. Um, the location is wherever 1D is and the bio is not sure who I love more Zane or Zane Def, Def not Zane no, I'll spell differently that's funnier if you're reading it I guess um, okay shots fired at the way Zane Richard spelled his name yeah which I think is probably the original Zane spelling if we had to if we had to go back to the okay Next question. There seems to be a large amount. This is almost contentious hey. related from Zia or Shalice related. What, Willie? Can somebody, you know how I forget like five minutes after a show, I forget exactly what we talked about. What, what is this Congress? What is, refresh me what the Congress was. I, I made what some is, reference to Nomad having to testify in front of Congress like Zuckerberg. So I said <laughs> at, at the end of the show, I threatened everyone because we did the FRL News on one back to back. I said, if you don't, if you don't listen, I'm going to go to your house. I'm going to beat you up. That's CP, right. was like, <laughs> CP was like, how do you know this? And I'm like, well, let's not get into that. Don't tell Congress. And then CP said, could you imagine me testifying in front of Congress? Yeah. <laughs> so That's how, exactly how it happened. And also, Noman has to beat a lot of people up, apparently. Yeah, guys, come on. Watch who's number uh, Apparently, people don't one. find you physically intimidating. I don't think that's what it was. Oh, okay. There seems to be a large amount of contentious scoring in freestyle. Is there ways it could be remedied or minimized, or is it just the nature of the style? There is a lot of contentious scoring in freestyle. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they can fix it. I don't know how you fix the two Yanni Zane exchanges that we've seen. 
I like the idea of the leg attacker getting things when they expose. I don't think the rules are clearly written. I think there's a I think there's an unwritten interpretation that everyone's agreed to in general, but it's mm-hmm. not written down. Like you can't point to a, a I don't think you can point to a thing in here and maybe the, it's impossible to put it to to codify yes. some of this stuff. So I I don't know how to fix it. I don't know that it's a major problem either. Although, you know, large amounts of debate and discussion have been over these two guys wrestling two somewhat contentious matches. So I, I don't know. I, I wanted to well, go over this yesterday because – so three points. First of all, World Championships around the corner. Um, be prepared for refs from different continents to call things differently, right? Because very often at these large events, there's an officials clinic, and they're like, okay, this is how we're calling this. And they do it before USA Wrestling events too. And so that they try to at least provide uniformity to each event. Then at the World Championships, you bring in all these different officials, and they will still try to provide uniformity, but it's not going to yes. happen. So and that's they have, the, they that's have the first a thing. Semi convention before that, right? right? They have before every World Championships, they have a, a, an officials meeting, and they go over certain situations um, to make clear we should call it this way um, to to. Uh, enforce certain things, you know, whether it be hands to the face or whatever, you know, make um, keep an eye on this. Um, so they try to they try to give you uniformity. I think you know, I think wrestling, freestyle wrestling by nature, there's a lot of subjective things. There's a lot of fifty fifty things. On yesterday's show, we, you know, <laughs> the four of us who have watched wrestling for all our lives disagreed with a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little subjectivity to it. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, you could you could make a case. I don't want to open up this can of worms again, but you can make a case that Yanni sort of games it a little bit. You know, when he feels something, then he tries to maybe hop over it and make it to to. I, I would say this: there's go if if you're if you're a wrestler, I think, and a coach, you have to go into freestyle saying. There's going to be situations that are subjective. We're going to get, we're going to score some points. We're going to give up some points. There's going to be things that are scored maybe that we're not in love with, but the best thing you can do is score cleanly. Easier said than done. I know, but stay out of those crazy situations, right? The one thing I think they could do that would help them uh, is they need to be more liberal with point distribution. Right, I think if you're if you're exposing, I think points should be going up. In, in I don't want to say in general because there's gut wrenches, there's things like that. But yeah. if, if if it's close, it's close that Yanni could have scored. It's mm-hmm. close that Zane and Yanni could have both scored. Then just throw them up easier than the one or the other. I think they could get more liberal with it. So that's another thing. That's what I wanted to bring up when there was the uh, crackdown situation where the official offered two. And it got white paddled, and I think a lot of people were like, eh. But for all the crap we give officials, to that point, there's also sometimes where um, because there's three-man mechanics, the official can do things to be like, hey, what do you guys think? Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily that he's saying this is 100% clear takedown because obviously it was was a bang-bang situation. But 
that's that that is the beauty of three man mechanics in that that's you right. can offer things up and they you know judge check be like nah man did you know white battle not yeah. didn't happen good point um, yep. but but yeah to to Christian earlier point the rules are hard it's kind of hard because again they're translated from from French and then they have to be sent to all these different transliterated countries. transliterated yes yes I did say that one time <laughs> uh, I'm I'm so glad I said that because you guys remember <laughs> that um. And it's a body movement sport, right? So, like, to, to Willie's point yesterday, uh -oh. like, every situation. Oh, boy. No, no oh, just every boy. situation is different, right? And so, so I it's hard to litigate. It's hard to litigate. It's hard to litigate when all the situations darts. are different. It's not, it's not darts. It's not archery. Body and then last thing body. for me, and maybe I'm just in the minority for this. I like that there are this many things to argue about. I like that there's a level of subjectivity. I think that makes it so much more interesting and engaging. I don't. I like to know the rules. I like knowing the rules. I like to know that there it can be explained. I, I want to be able to point to the book, section 8-1. Okay, Yanni doesn't score here because of this reason. Zane scores here because of this reason. That's what I want to know. And I I, I... I mean, in a perfect world, yep, I want that. But I also know that the reality is that there's going to be – I mean, we're going to go to world championships and we're going to be in a scramble with Uzbekistan or we're going to be in a scramble with Japan and <laughs> things are going to get dicey. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess in a, in a certain vein, the ultimate goal should probably be to score cleanly. Yeah. Don't leave it up. Well, yeah. No, I mean, but that, that, I that, say, that's a very simple way to sum it up. Like – you know, in if you don't want to have to go to review, right? Don't bobble the ball in the end zone, right? Just catch it. If you don't want to go to review, right? Don't yeah, have your foot on the line I mean, of the three point. Like it's that's that applies to all sports. And I would say in that exchange, neither guy scored cleanly, right? And that's yeah. what makes it so difficult. All right, let's move on because there's a lot of good questions. Uh, who would win, Zane versus Yanni, sophomore years of college? I'm assuming he means folk style, and I think this is Zane. Yeah, I assume he also means redshirt sophomore. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I think in folk folk style is Zane's best style and freestyle is Yanni's best style and I will say Zane and probably comfortably comfortably yeah right Zane's also yeah. bigger he's better on top yeah that I mean you just you just look at the tight I mean you think super tight match with McKenna super tight match with Ironman mm -hmm. has lost to Ironman has had a lot of close yeah I think I think it's uh in folk style I mean Zane Zane's sophomore Zane, year, he was like the best wrestler that year. Zane's freshman year, he beat Logan. Yeah. Zane, Zane is, I mean, top, easily top 10. He's, he's, Arguments like towards closer to one than 10. How many guys had their last three years, three consecutive undefeated seasons? With that level of dominance. He had well, a no, year. Just period, undefeated, three yeah. undefeated seasons. Yeah, sure. Kale? I mean, Dake didn't. Logan didn't, yep, right? Yep. Um, I don't know about Pat Smith. Utaki. A lot of did. guys. A lot of guys who are three-time champs lost as either sophomores or juniors. Yeah. Dan Gable did not. Yeah. When three kids. I mean, is it just Utaki, Kale, and Zane? There's, is there one more three-time champ that closed them out? Not, there are a couple. I need to look them up. But it's five even, or less. Yeah, and even so, it was a different era, right, where you basically automatically assume that 
in general, wrestlers now are better. Like, the level of competition is higher that Zayn's facing than those guys yeah. are facing. Z- Zayn's one of the, like, six or so-ish best ever. Yeah. And he be- and, and what, what gives it weight is he beat Logan as a true freshman. Right. So it's like, you can't even just say, like, oh, the weights were this, were that. Because, no, you look back at his brackets and there aren't, and a, ton Logan. Of, there aren't a ton of legends in there. But... He beat a four-timer. And also, how much of that is he made them not look like legends. Right. And guys may have gone up or down that we were unaware of that could have gone 49, but we're like, I don't want those problems. No. No one wanted those I believe when, I believe when Zane beat Logan, Logan had won the Hodge the year before. No. But I'm not certain on that. No? no Logan only Logan won the Hodge his, his senior year. Okay. That year, that was that was not even Logan's senior year. That was Logan's junior. That was coming yeah. off his sophomore year where he beat Tony mm-hmm. in the. Okay. Yeah, and then Logan was undefeated as a senior. That was the port port season. So Zane is the yeah. answer to that. Next uh, topic. Next topic. Zane. Next topic. Okay. Next question. More likely four timer. I feel like we've talked about this. Yanni or Spencer? Who's more <laughs> likely to win four? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say Spencer because while we talked ad nauseum last year about whatever was going on during the regular season, two NCAA tournaments, he's done nothing but beat the crap out of people. Yanni's two NCAA tournaments, he has won them all. His first year, he had to win them all in the final 30 seconds or the last three. The McKenna match was super... Uh, contentious, right? That could yeah. have very easily gone the other way. Am I? So, yeah, am I crazy? To, yeah, am I crazy to think that's like t- the next two years, just Spencer done deal? I mean, that's the we way I feel. That last year, I mean, too. we thought that last year. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. Maybe there was something with him the whole year. But I, you know, maybe I mean, is, like I don't know, like. I mean, my thing is, you know, he had some struggles. I mean, and we when we say struggles, I mean, guys that take a loss here and there. I don't know if that's struggle. What was Spencer's expectations? Losing two or three matches a year is struggling. Um, but we we saw him go through some trials and tribulations, and at the end, he mollywhopped everybody. I mean, uh, I'm just sort of I'm like. I don't know. I just think Spencer, if he could do it last year when he was going through some stuff, I just feel like next topic. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, I'll say Spencer, even though there's two guys left that have beaten him, literally. Yeah. Nick could come down. You know, I don't know. That changes things. I mean, national champ versus national champ. I'd take Spencer against Nick. I mean, it has happened, and he won, but yeah. I don't know. Okay. Next next topic, next question. Does Spencer Lee have well, – let's kind of feed right into it. Does Spencer Lee have a realistic chance at 57 without taking the Olympic red shirt? Absolutely. Absolutely he does. So there um, – when I was doing – and it, it's always constantly updating, but I have this running list of Olympic red shirts, right? And I've been reaching out to all these coaches, and it's really interesting to hear all of their different takes on whether they think it's valuable or not for guys to take an Olympic red shirt, right? Mm -hmm. So one coach is like, I think 
um, you know, for me and, and, and my guys to go through that grind of a college season, to stay in shape, to stay on weight, um, and to constantly be going. That that's what's, That was best for me. I think that's what's best for my guys. Whereas other coaches are like, no, we want them going overseas. We want them doing all this stuff. We want them kind of their competition spaced out so they have time to practice and get better. And Spencer himself said um, when he was talking to Ben Askren that he's not really a fan of the Olympic redshirt, that he thinks it would be better for him to stay active and compete. Now, obviously, he's still going to have to do some freestyle because he has to qualify. We just have so much – we've just seen so many times guys go from NCAAs into the thing and and they're fine. Mm -hmm. He'll beat beat Dayton if he's better, if he's better. It won't be something where he hasn't focused on freestyle enough or something along those lines or Dayton will have had more – if he's better than Dayton, he'll beat him. And if he's not, he won't. And I don't think him taking the Olympic redshirt is the difference. And I think he is good enough to beat Dayton. I think if Dayton medals and ha- gets to sit out and Spencer doesn't get – Spencer's going to have to go through the bracket regardless. Only people that sit out are returning world medalists in Olympic years. So it's going to be it's going to be tough. Yeah. And then you have, of course, the specter of if Dayton doesn't qualify, then, they're all in then who – well, well, who – Right, they're all in the bracket, but then also who goes to Pan Am's and how does that play in? You know, if Dayton has to go to Pan Am's and weigh in two weeks later, does that play in at all? So Dayton don't care. He'll go. Oh, I know he don't care. I'm yeah. just <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying they'll send Dayton. I yeah. don't think Dayton will be like, I don't want to do the weigh in. Maybe he will. I don't know. Okay. Dayton. Willie, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I think there's pros and cons. I th- I think we've seen several times um, some evidence that going through the college season really, um, I mean, I think it helps your conditioning. I think I think it helps your you be pretty pretty on top of your game. However, the quick turnaround this year. The, I, I mean, this turnaround is quicker than ever, right? It is quicker than this is quicker than ever before. True. Yep. This is Olympic trials two weeks after NCAA's, and you're talking about. The finer points of freestyle, you're talking about can you get a can you get a match winning gut? Can you get a match winning lace? Can you get a match winning short time, fifteen seconds to go push out? Uh, there are finer nuances of freestyle that I don't know if you're gonna be able to overcome. Um, I, I don't know if you're gonna be optimized for the Olympic trials, which come around every four years. I don't know if you're going to be freestyle optimized when you're when you're practicing riding somebody out when you're practicing stand ups two weeks earlier. Um, they might you know, not. look at how I much mean, Kyle Snyder didn't. Kyle Snyder was not doing yeah. top and bottom wrestling. He's not, I know it's different. It's heavyweight. <laughs> he never does top bottom wrestling. I, I think with Spencer, you're. you're I think he got the chop and the and the tilt thing down. You don't think you have to practice it. You just do it. I think he could have very specific. Freestyle training during when you have your college practice or just neutral stuff and it would be fine. I, I, there's a way to meld these two and I think we've seen that yeah, I, I the mean, guys have the freestyle sophistication when they go from NCAA to – there's just so much data that the, it's fine. And I get it's two weeks, but two weeks, four weeks from the open, it's always been fine. And, and again, it, it depends on the guy, right? Spencer's mindset is I don't need to take it, right? Some of these guys, like uh, Isaiah Martinez did that interview with Bader where he said that not being in college really helped him. So yeah. it, it depends on the guy. It depends on their mindset and how they how they go about attacking their, their plan in their season. Mm-hmm. And for Spencer, he has made it pretty clear 
it doesn't matter. He thinks he's going to win. And so, like Christian said, it's not going to be a matter of him having to go through the season. It's whether or not he's better, whether or not he prepares correctly. If the crews from Flow Wrestling and Flow Football were to get into a street fight, who would win? Obvious. Whoa. And Whoa. which side would Kyle Brackey fight for? I already Whoa. know the answer to this. Well, he betray us. Well, yeah, I'm not going to let you guys just beat the crap out of Colby. <laughs> then we're so just going to beat the crap out of you. There's too many of us. Because it's just Colby. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing. That I don't think Ben Randolph knew that it was yeah, just f- Colby. Listen, <laughs> Bracky's not there. Then you're both getting bullied beat down. Mm, I'm not worried about, like, you and Nomad. Okay, listen, this is not – This is not the, the FRL squad is not the A-team of enforcement. <laughs> I'm talking about Mike Mal. I'm talking about – uh, you know, Bader. I'm talking about LJ. Spay. I'm talking about Travis. Spay's going to... Do Travis and LJ count? Yeah. They sure as hell do. I didn't know we got them. <laughs> I don't know if they do. Who produces flow hey. football? You guys are screwed. Uh, let me ask you this. You let me ask you this. When you get in a street fight, <laughs> do you call half your crew or you call the whole crew? I call the whole squad. You leave, they... anybody, you leave anybody's name unrung? Blakeman did a football event last year. We get Blakeman. Dang it. Bring him. We should we should Blake have a fight like uh, like on Anchorman with the different crews. Nomad will have a trident at some point. <laughs> Nomad will. Yeah, have this a is a street fight, fight too. I I'm pulling things out. No Nomad, how many tridents face, do you? Obviously, how many tridents do you have? Uh, well, I kind of want to get one. I watched Aquaman the other day, and uh, they they seem pretty proficient at throwing them. All right. Um, Nomad's trident. There's the next. Twitter nomads, movie. nomads, Trident. It's also weird because I've been rewatching Entourage, and like that was like one of the fictional movies, but Entourage. Hollywood ran out of ideas. So they actually had to make Aquaman. Do you think the I team thought it champ- was all right? Aquaman, it's fine. I don't even watch. I don't watch movies. I don't like comedy. movies I do, like I, that. I I got the Dish Net, or no, I got the Direct TV a couple weeks ago, and like the Direct TV. I was, I was never. Uh, <laughs> I was never one of those kids. I, like when I was a kid, I thought like people that had HBO and Cinemax, like they were like rich people. And, At that uh, time, it so was never, kind of true. I never really like um, was into that and stuff. But I got Directv, and there was like movie channels on. I was like, I'm gonna take full advantage of this. <laughs> and I watched, watched Aquaman when I was super bored. Almost got the fly. Um... Do you think the team championship will be between USA and Russia again? If not, which two teams could sneak into the top two? I guess Azerbaijan maybe, but probably not. It's Russia and the the best thing about going to ten weights, and especially especially in um, in pre Olympic years where you know there's qualifying, is very few other countries have the depth nor care to try to show the depth mm-hmm. and our meaning, depth is deep right meaning we care probably more about 61 and 70 and 79 92 than any other country maybe even including russia we're like but by that i mean there will be countries that they could win four golds at those weight and qualify no weights to the olympics and they would say this world championships was a failure i feel like this year I could be off on this, but I feel like this year it's going to be Russia by a decent-sized margin over the United States, the United States a decent-sized margin between the rest of the pack. Yeah. 
I dared to dream. But you could be right. I haven't run the numbers yet. Spay has a theory with his uh, mustache. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the Dagestanis, they go beard, no mustache. Mm-hmm. So he's going mustache, no beard. To counteract mm-hmm. the evil mm-hmm. Russians. I, we should tell Bill Zadek. Like, hey, Bill, I don't know if you've considered this, but. And he said, if we win the team title next year, we all have to have mustaches for Worlds. If we get second, only half of us do. Um, and if we I get third, only Spay. Only Spay. Got it. Also, just because this is the last time that I'm going to be on FRL before World Championships, so I'm going to take a second and talk what? about it real quick. Yeah, I'm leaving on Monday, dog. Well, I don't know. Willie, I'll, I'll be in, I'll be in, uh, I'll be with Willie on Monday, so we're going to, yeah, yeah, double the mic action. Love it. I thought it. you didn't leave until September 11th. I, for Kazakhstan, I leave for Allentown on the 9th, and then me and Willie will be there uh, together on the 10th, and then we will go drive up to New York. Or probably we leave, actually. we fly out at 12.30 in the morning. Yeah. On the 11th. So we got to bus up New York right after the show. Classic uh, bus. Anyway, so last year, Russia or, uh, yeah, Russia was first, USA was second. Georgia was third. Georgia, I don't think, can field together a full 10. Uh, Cuba and Japan were tied for fourth. Cuba's not, they, they're not even going to send a full 10. Um, Japan, obviously, upper weights. Iran is going to stink this year, very badly. I know. They're That's always why. hurt. Yeah, and then, stop hurting your wrestlers, <laughs> Iran. Yeah, and then but Azerbaijan. The we thought they were going to be the they were the one team last year that might have been able to sneak in, and they got ninth. I feel like so. A I'm little... predicting more like a fifth for them. Correction. I feel like Iran needs like an American coach to go over there and be like, no, 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 you don't do this every day. <laughs> You don't. You can't train like this, guys. It, it doesn't work. That's why Reza is hurt. You you have wasted Iran. You have wasted Reza Yazdani. Tit. The guy's been hurt is like the last basically since 2016. He's been or 15. He's been off and on hurt. You wasted all the time. a whole bunch of guys too. Where I mean, just look at Godarzy. Go back, go back and look at cadet and junior world medalists for the past I don't know 10 years, and look at. They get one, maybe one shot at Worlds, maybe two. And then they have this cockamamie process where they'll just be like, yeah, you didn't get it done last year. Meanwhile, that guy could be the best guy, and maybe with some development they could develop into a world medalist. And then they stick some 19-year-old in who's not ready. Then they run him into the ground. And then the, the, they're all of a sudden, you know, two years on, they're on their fourth or fifth string guy, and they have no depth. Everyone hates, everyone hates it. Everyone's hurt. It's absurd. And, and it also breeds – it also – like I don't think that that plan, number one, is conducive for all the reasons you just said. I don't think it's conducive to their development. I don't think it's conducive to the best product on the mat. And number two, it's very obviously sowed discontent. Like, yeah. Like they, they all – they're all just infighting there from what I understand. Yeah. yeah. Go, go read Brock Heights' article too about – Junior world medalists to senior world medalists? Up on the site right now. Yeah. I mean, it's not a super high number. Now, part of that's because, like, it's like NCAA and world team members, right, where you only have four years in NCAA. You only have three years at junior level and then infinite years at senior level. So that, of course, plays in. Um, but but they, they have all these guys, and they're, they're not getting it done. Meanwhile, Russia is twice as effective as literally every other country at making their junior world medalists senior world medalists. 
It's not hard to understand why Russia's bet. And and that's with guys leaving left and right. Rus Russia's depth is impacted by guys leaving. Musakai of all these guys. Yeah. Okay. Hey, of uh, it's probably about time to go. Yep. But There's a new Twitter account. I'll get give it to me. What's Wade Chalice's hot takes. Oh boy. Dang. <laughs> yeah. That's that's gonna be a fire account. Now, hey, this is interesting. Do you want to work at Flow Sports, specifically Flow uh -oh. Wrestling, specifically on the Flow <laughs> Wrestling content team? Do you want to be in meetings where we talk about entire quarters and we say things like Q4 and engagement and we sound very um, like we're a big industry? Mm, mm -hmm. You can – that could be you. Just today we have posted a job. We are hiring. Okay? Now, it's, it's not going to be easy. I'm a very, very to, – to get hired here, it's a very, very strict screening process. So it's not going to be easy. <laughs> You're going to have to be good. We're going to sniff you out seven different ways. So if there, there's a shred of doubt in your mind that you may not be the person, you're already not the person. Come with a sack of cash. Come, Absolutely. We do take Not going to hurt. We not going to hurt. It will get you on the short list. It will not get you hired, but it will get you on the short It will get you an interview with me. Maybe over First thing, We Christian, could fly you in. Maybe. Christian already got <clears throat> seven emails that say, interested in the job. Do I have to live in Austin? Yeah. Oh, by the way. Yes. You ain't on that willy level, dog. <laughs> so, yeah, you're coming to move to Austin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to live in an awesome city in Texas. I'm sorry. Probably the best city in America. Probably the best city in America. You're going to have to live in it. You're going to have to work with a bunch of people that love wrestling a lot. You're gonna, And this is going to be tough, too. You're going to have to go to the best events. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, the downside is that you get your flight and hotel paid for to go to every best wrestling event and yeah. sit in one of the best seats in the house. It's brutal. It is a tough life, guys. It's a tough life. <clears throat> no, it is awesome. I can't believe every day. I can't believe I get to do this. Um, and that is true today and was true yesterday and will be true forever until I get fired. Um, so please <laughs> apply. We're looking. I don't know what we're looking for. But I have, I have an idea of what, what kind of person I'd like to hire. We need someone that can relieve Nomad and Spay of the burden of tremendous writing duty, which is, which is thrust upon them because we need people to write D1 previews. So you got to know D1 like crazy. And you got to be able to write about it. You need to be able to spell. We need a stallion. And he keeps saying this. I don't know what that means. It's from Silicon Valley. He will not stop saying stallion. It's from Silicon Valley. We do not need a quarter <laughs> horse. We do not need a Clydesdale. But, I, but very simply, folks, you have to remember, Flow Wrestling is still a small team. Yes. With big, big goals and aspirations. And you have to be cutthroat. Not to us, and not to the wrestling community, but like you have to be an absolute killer because that's what we're going to expect out of you. And also, so you're going to get ripped on a lot part, because we all let's have minotaur. We need a minotaur. Yeah, exactly. We need a minotaur. I need I need a stallion <laughs> that has a thinking man's brain. Thinking man's brain with the endurance of a stallion mm -hmm. and the bravery. What do they need the bravery of? Mm. An egret. Yeah, there you go. So he Wade gets... Chalice is applying. Shoot. Wade Chalice's hot takes. He... Yeah. We can't spell. 
<laughs> I don't think he's really – or here. But um, for real, we're going to find the best person, and they're going to continue to do yeah, the things. Yeah, we're going to hire someone do. awesome. Whoever we it's hire is going to be awesome because there's going to be a lot of good applicants because um, this is like – other than like coaching. So I was talking – it's my turn to name drop Willie. Yeah. Rob Cole, talk to him. He coaches Cornell. Not a big deal. He was he actually listened to the show. I didn't know that he did. Ever heard he, of it? I don't think he normally does. He went to Cornell, ever heard of it? Actually he didn't go there, he just coaches there. And he's like, uh he's like, You guys were talking about the best job. He's like, Man, I got the best job. Are you kidding me? He's like I was like, I'm going I have to plan a golf outing and come here. This is great. He's like, I got you know, we got the best job. And I agree. If I if I had I been a good wrestler, I would there would be nothing cooler than being a, a wrestling coach. That would be awesome. But I'm not, you get to work out. You get to like help guys. It's it's all a great thing. But I don't have those qualifications. Get to pull Rob. Gabe Dean. I off. didn't. I didn't win NCAA's. Um, yeah, you get to sub in for Gabe Dean drilling with Kyle Dake. <laughs> Kyle Dake's you're not getting Gabe. the look he won. Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. Just step Gabe, aside Gabe. here. Let me show you how to do it. Um, but no. So yeah, if I couldn't do that, you get to do this. This is a long way of saying apply. We need someone for the upcoming season. But if you think, if you think for a second, I will rush this decision so that we can get someone by October, November, you are sorely mistaken. If this takes a year, it'll take a year to find the right person. But I don't think it will. I don't think it'll take a year. Hopefully not. A, hopefully not. That would be bad. <clears throat> I don't but think we should take a year. Listen, I'm going to be I'm honest. Trying to, I'm trying to scare him. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Two years. Two years. See? That's Post what I'm Olympics. Post Olympics. Post 2022 Olympics for the Winter Games. We will never fill this job. We will never <laughs> fill this job. <laughs> Dare us. Dare us. Yeah, we will just leave it posted forever. And then we will split the salary among us and do and yes. throw extravagant um, pizza parties. All right. Caleb has been hovering over the button for probably 10 minutes now. There he goes. And he was ready. He's ready. He's like, are they so ready? Gonna stop? Caleb, Caleb's applying probably. Watch. Caleb's going to try to transfer within the department. Watch Beach Worlds this weekend. Spay and Mike will be there. It'll be a nice little, it'll be nice, your little taste of wrestling before Worlds and before we get into Journeyman, who's number one, Super 32, and all that good stuff. Definitely do that. Um, thanks so much for watching. Thank you to those of you that will apply. If you're not hired, it's not because you're not awesome. There's going to be a lot of people. We're excited. We're excited to fill it. Add to the team. We only hire all-stars here. Look around. So. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Not really. Go Redskins Go. Uh, Ravens are going to smoke the Dolphins. Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock. Of the century. Other week. Oh. Thanks, guys. We'll see you Tuesday. Maybe maybe we do a Monday special edition. When do you leave? Uh, well, I leave at 5 p.m. on Monday, but I just figured we'd Nice. time when I'm in the PS2 mics. Perfect. Whatever. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time.